You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Episode number 80. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Hi, pet business owners. Well, I don't know about your part of the world, but this continues to be a strange time in my part of the world. I am in Northern California, and the gyms and indoor restaurants are still closed. It's been almost seven months now. And we've also had many wildfires, which a lot of places in various parts of the world are experiencing as well. So it's been a very intense time here, and I know that I'm not alone in that. And I've found when I ask people how they're doing, that is such a loaded question. So what I've started to do is say this. (laughs) Instead of, how are you? I will say, how are you? And I realize you may be feeling a lot of different things in this moment. So I'm asking you that too. I know I can't hear your response, but I'm wondering how you're doing. And I realize you're probably feeling a lot of feelings in this moment. For me, for the first couple months of the pandemic, I was very still and quiet, not productive at all. As I mentioned in other podcast episodes, I was napping, I was reading, I was just hanging out with my kitty. But then I started to get a little antsy. I'm typically a pretty productive person. I like creating things. And so after months of putting a writing project away, I picked it up again. And I'm happy to say that the new book that I've been writing for pet business owners is now almost done. It will be released early next year. And I will be sharing more about that in a future podcast episode as the release date gets closer. But for now, I'm busy writing the final chapters and working with my editor to get it ready for release. And what I will say is this next book is about a really big pain point that most pet business owners face at some point in their business journey. I certainly did. And I've worked with a lot of pet business owners who have also gone through what I'm writing about in this book. So I will share more later, but I wanted to let you know that a new book is coming in 2021, and I'm really excited about that. And I also wanted to share two other projects, just very briefly, that have finally come to fruition, and then we'll dive into today's episode, which I'm super excited about. So the recording for my audiobook, Six Figure Pet Business, is now complete, and it's available for pre-order right now. Six Figure Pet Business is the book that I wrote for dog trainers, pet groomers, and doggy daycare owners, as well as pet photographers, really anyone that has a service-based pet business. However, if you have a pet sitting or dog walking business, I do not recommend that you get that book, but instead check out Six Figure Pet Sitting. 
And that's available on audiobook now or in paperback or Kindle format on Amazon or wherever you get your ebooks and paperbacks. So I'm offering a pre-order special for Six Figure Pet Business Audiobook. And when you pre-order it between now and September 22nd, 2020, you will receive $5 off the regular audiobook price. The audiobook will arrive in your email inbox on or before October 5th, 2020. And that'll be before it's released to the public. So you'll get it before anyone else does. And Six Figure Pet Business, the audiobook will be released on Audible in November 2020 if you're an Audible subscriber. The second thing I'm excited to share with you today is that the hiring handbook for pet sitters and dog walkers just got released on Audible. It's been available on my website for instant download for a few weeks, and it just became available on Audible a couple days ago. If you are not yet an Audible subscriber and you want to listen to any of these three audiobook titles for free, you can with the links that I'm going to be including in the show notes. Again, that's only for those of you who have never been an Audible subscriber. You get your first audiobook free so you can try their service. And I would be so honored if your first audiobook on Audible was one of mine. No pressure, but if it feels right for you. So let me give you the show notes page. It's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 80. That's the number 80. Again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 80. Now I want to share a bit about today's episode. So you may be like me and think that snail mail is dead. And I certainly did before I interviewed Trish Witkowski. She is amazing. And you're really going to get that from this interview today. A lot of your competitors think snail mail is dead, but savvy marketing business owners out there realize it's still very much a vital part of a strong marketing campaign. And because few of your competitors are probably using snail mail marketing, you'll be standing out even more. I really want to encourage you to open your mind to what some consider an old-fashioned way of marketing. And I really think that after listening to this episode today with mail marketing ninja Trish Witkowski, you'll realize that snail mail is actually one of the most progressive ways these days to grow your business. I know that may sound so strange, but you'll get it after listening to this. You'll understand. So this was an interview I recorded a couple years ago for the Prosperous Pet Business online conference. And this interview and information is still very much relevant and applicable today, which is why I'm including it. So I want to share what you're going to learn in this episode. You're going to learn why marketing via snail mail is incredibly powerful for business. You're going to learn how your pet business can stand out in the mail without spending a lot of money because a lot of people don't have a lot of money right now. The most important elements to include when you are mail marketing, how to best combine mail and email marketing campaigns for optimum success. Also, how often should you do a snail mail marketing campaign? And you're going to learn a lot more. Personally, I wasn't expecting to get so excited about snail mail, but I really did after this interview. It was surprising to hear the statistics that Trish gave about how many people open snail mail 
If that percentage that she shares doesn't inspire you to get a snail mail campaign going, I don't know what will. And what I found is the tips she gave for ensuring that prospective customers open up marketing mail, they were so incredibly helpful. And I love how excited she is about this marketing medium that many think is dead. It's clearly not. And hello, snail mail. Oh my God. Before we dive into this interview though, here is a word about our sponsor, pet business insurance provider, Pet Sitters Associates. I'll see you on the other side of this interview. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry, or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering prosperous pet business podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code podcast at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcasts 80. Once again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 80. Hi, everyone. I am Kristen Morrison. I'm very excited to welcome Trish Witowski here today. She is from Fold Factory, and she's a direct marketing expert. And she's going to be talking about something that some of you may not even be thinking about, which is snail mail. I know it sounds very archaic in a way, but there are some amazing things that she's going to be talking about and uses for snail mail that are going to get you clients and get you the results that you want in terms of bringing in new business. And I'm just super excited to talk to you today, Trish. Welcome. Thank you so much, Kristen. It's great to be here. And that was a great introduction because that really is the perception of mail, that it's, you know, it's slow and it's outdated and it's actually the marketing industry's best kept secret. So I'm going to share a lot of great tips and strategies with everyone today. We're going to have some fun. I'm so excited. And so before we dive into the strategies, I'd love to have you talk a little bit about how do people get leads. Let's say, because there are many pet sitters, dog walkers, dog trainers out there, how do they find new prospects that they could potentially send snail mail promotion to? Okay, so so there's a couple of different things you can do. Um, one is kind of technology based, where you can go to there are there are list agencies, companies that sell lists, and you can get small lists, large lists, you know, and test them and send mail that way. But actually, um, if you're working kind of locally, if you have kind of a, a smaller regional business or something, um, the U.S. Postal Service has um, a service called Every Door Direct Mail, mm-hmm. and it allows you to send mail without a list. And you can basically use what's called saturation mail. And saturation mail means that everybody within a defined area, every household, will receive a piece of mail. You don't need a list to send it. And it's the most inexpensive way to send mail. 
So very, very inexpensive, no list required, um, every door direct mail. It's a, it's a great program for people who have smaller kind of localized businesses. And you can even do it by mail route. You could say, I just want this neighborhood to get hit with, with my mail. And you can saturate that neighborhood um, with, a, with a piece of mail. Um, another thing that you can do is, um, you know, a lot of people have maybe an email list, but they don't have a direct mail mailing list. Mm -hmm. And so you could send, um, you know, a, a quiz or a survey, something interesting to, to people and, and try to get that information, um, get them to fill out something for you, maybe in exchange for, for something. Usually you have to kind of give to get, but... Um, you know, there are different ways to kind of get people to, to give you information. And then the other thing I would say is so many times we don't follow up on the leads and the, you know, possibilities that, that are kind of presented to us. We oh, we grab some business cards, we grab, we go to something and we put a stack of material on our desk and we never revisit it. And so, you know, your list is your most powerful, valuable thing that you have. Yeah. So you need to be working on that constantly and, you know, trying to get as much information um, to build those lists and make them richer and richer so that you can really use that data to your advantage. So um, there are a lot of nice ways to get started um, on leads. So. That's great. That's super helpful. And so how do we stand out in the mail? I mean, there are lots of things that, you know, we get lots of junk mail. How do we actually... Mm -hmm stand out to those clients that we'd like to, to take on? Well, there's a couple things I'm going to uh, ask you to leverage here. So first is tangibility. So, so mail, one of its greatest strengths is its physicality. I mean, we live in a digital world, you know, where everything's tucked behind a software program and, and a screen and an on-off switch. And, and mail has permanence. It physically exists. So you have those two to three seconds to get someone's attention. So you need to kind of use that wisely, right? Um, so because mail is tangible, think about the weight of, of the paper that you use. Um, think about color. Uh, gosh, you know, you're dealing with pet business. What is, what is more fun with regard to imagery? So, so the next thing is, okay, you've got tangibility. So you've got physical piece. And so you can get people's, you know, attention through size and weight and finishes and things like that. Um, but then from there, we use emotional drivers in the direct marketing industry. So there are actually seven key copy drivers that we use to drive response. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're fear, greed, guilt, anger, exclusivity, salvation, and flattery. So you can position an offer or a sale in one of seven different ways. So when you think about pets, you know, you think about just that something that makes people feel good, emotion, right? Um, so, so, and sometimes, you know, we can also use, sometimes we use guilt, right? We use a, you know, a sad looking puppy or something, or we can use the happiness and make people feel really good. You know, great pet owners like you give your dog such and such, you know? So it's, it's flattery, right? There was guilt. You can use these different copy drivers that then connect with people and drive response through emotion. Mm -hmm. So I would combine emotion with tangibility and then the visuals, Right. So, gosh, you know, if you're in, in the pet business, beautiful, large photo, don't do a tiny little photo of an animal, you know, have it connect, have that animal look at the, you know, an animal's looking at you. Well, that animal, you're, you're making eye contact with this photo of an animal. I mean, it comes, sounds silly, but it's the truth that humans make connections that way. So it's 
the, 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 the drivers of response are the written word and emotion, in most cases in direct marketing. So um, those kind of powerful tools work together. And then, um, you know, from a kind of a, if we're talking about tangibility, there are also, you can always ask your printer um, about some of the different print effects that they can use. If you've ever picked up a piece of mail or, or subscribe, that there's a magazine, Fast Company magazine has uses a special coating on it. Yeah. Um, it's called a sandpaper UV coating. And it, it, you know you're holding Fast Company before you even look down because yeah. it has that, tan, that, that, that touch. And so there are different coatings that you can use that are inexpensive. You can add some shine. You can add some pop. There are, there are lots of different ways that you can do that through printing processes as well to get people's attention. So, yeah, lot, lots of lots and lots of options. God, you've got so much valuable information. <laughs> I love hearing the list and the, <laughs> the texture is so important. Yes. It's something that we don't really think about, but you know yeah. it. When you it's, feel it, you know it. Well, it's interesting. There's kind of a whole neuroscience uh, behind the tangibility of print. And there was actually a study um, that was done where they determined that print actually leaves a deeper footprint in the brain than hearing something or reading it off of a screen. And that's because our senses actually, basically our neurotransmitters see the paper, the physical object is more real than what we hear or what we see. So, um, you know, there's a real... Uh, kind of power and science behind why we respond to print. And so, you know, I was mentioning how it's the industry's best kept secret. That's why it's so powerful it's because it's, it's there and we see it as real and we look at it and we read it and we think about it. So, yeah. And two things about that come to mind. One is the credibility of it. If that's yes. what neuroscience says, you know, we, yes. we determine that this is credible. I mean, not necessarily, but overall, I would say that's, probably the case. And Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, and anybody can put up a website, right? Anybody can send an email, but there's a permanence to sending a piece of print and a commitment to it. Yep. And there was actually a study also that determined that, um, you know, a printed piece kind of contributes to the brand clout because people see it as more real. They see, they see it as a more established business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're sending mail, then gosh, you must be legit, right? I mean, you've got right. this thing and you're they're getting something physically uh -huh. in the mail rather than just an email or a you know link to a website. And I think most people who get mail and nice, you know, promotional email or not emails, yeah. <laughs> email, right? Yeah. You know, snail mail, there is it's like, oh, they spent some money on this. They're yeah. You know, because mail is more expensive than yes. mail, of course. Yes, and, and it's really the only kind of marketing medium that kind of guarantees at least those two to three seconds of attention, right? You can't guarantee that an email will get through spam filters or get opened, you know, that a web ad, most web ads are seen, not even seen by human eyes, you know, there's this whole thing behind, you know, digital media and, and marketing and that, you know, you do have that, that, that actual permanence of if it hits the mailbox. Most people, um, it's something like 90, oh, it's like 97, 98%, something like that of, of, um, of households check, basically get their mail on the day it's delivered, and most of them sort through it right away. So yeah. you've got that kind of almost guarantee that if it's been addressed right and it gets there, that uh -huh. people will, you will have an opportunity to, to get their attention. 
you know, and then what you do with that opportunity is up to you. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that too. Yeah. So, so you have so many great creative ideas, but before we get there, I also want to say, you know, a lot of different pet businesses aren't doing this. So mm-hmm. pet business owners that are doing this, they are going to be really coming in before their competitors because there's yes. not a lot of competition in terms of the mail, snail mail. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's how you can, you know, you can really stand out in the market in that way. And, and there are also, I, I, one of the questions that I get a lot is, well, you know, what if I'm not having a sale? I, you know, I can't have a sale every single day of the week. And I, I understand that, you know, there's kind of a, a, certainly a direct marketing side to mail where, yes, you want people to, to buy something. But there's also... And, and I think the part that I think um, a lot of marketers um, kind of get wrong is they think of mail as I've got something to say and I'm going to send something and then I'm going to go away for a while. Like, okay, I sent my, I sent my promotion. You know, why didn't anybody respond or enough people didn't respond? Mail stinks and I'm never going to use it again. And, and mail is actually, it's a conversation. It's not something that it's, it's not kind of a one shot. It's called a one shot mailing when you only only send one and then you kind of go, oh, well, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a process. You know, if you think of yourself and things that you've received, you know, how many times have you, you know, received a piece of mail for, from a company you've never seen or heard of before and said, I'm buying today. You know, I mean, we, we, we have to kind of get to know we have to have a certain number of touch points, you know, um, that the. the the common kind of marketing, I guess, uh, consensus is somewhere around seven to 10 touch points before people will really consider buying. And those touch points don't have to be mail. It could be mail plus email plus seeing your website. You know, it, it can be a series of touch points. Mm-hmm. But people need to kind of get to know, remember, think about your, your products. And so that's why there's also there's something called a drip campaign, which I think is a great thing for pet businesses. Um, you got so much there. I can just think of, of so many wonderful opportunities being in kind of animals and pets and all of that. But a, a drip campaign is, or it's also called a continuity cam- campaign. But the the uh, the concept is actually called a, a drip campaign. Um, it's named after irrigation systems that kind of go drip by drip. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the the concept is to continually send people little bits of information. And it's really all about staying top of mind. So, you know, may, maybe, you know, you're not always at the perfect timing for someone to, to, to utilize your services. But when they have that need, you want them to think of you. Mm-hmm. And so if you send them, it's called a drip campaign, you could set a great, great idea for pet businesses would be to send like, you know, pet tips, you know, your monthly pet tips. And maybe it's, you know, it could be anything, it could be, dog, you know, animal safety, you know, did you know dogs can't eat grapes, you know, they have a big picture of dog grapes thing through it, mm-hmm. you know, just a helpful tip, you know, let us know if you, you know, if you need us, we do this, this and this, mm-hmm. simple, large card format, large image on one side with a question or something, and then the info on the back with a call to, you know, don't forget, you know, we, we offer this, we're here when you need us type of a thing. Um, you know, and you can just send these, you know, these kind of continuing tips and things that help people remember, you know, that, that you're there so that when the time comes and that's between offers and other things, it doesn't mean you just send, you know, if you, if you only send those, then people may never kind of go, oh yeah, they, they sell stuff, you know, they might think of you as the tips place, but they may not realize that you sell stuff. 
Yeah. So you need to kind of mix it in with a little bit of, you know, you send a few tips or a newsletter or, or something. Um, and then, oh, and we've got a special offer right now for pet lovers like you, you know, here's, here's the deal or come to our open house and bring your dog for photos or, or something, mm-hmm. you know, um, inviting people to, to, to interact in that way. But there's lots of nice ways. And, and additionally, um, I think people a lot of times think that mail has to be really expensive. You know, you're going to cost, it's going to cost a lot of money. Um, I've seen some amazing things done with even what looks like kind of handwritten correspondence. Like you can do, you can do like a letter and you could even, you know, either use a font or use, you know, you could basically write a nice letter that tells people, you know, what you're up to and whatever. And, um, for whatever, you know, whatever your purpose is for sending it. Um, and then, People can, you know, they'll get the letter. It doesn't have to be fancy. You just can copy it and put it in a, you know, handwrite the address, handwritten. Wow. Mail with a handwritten address has a 98 to 99% open rate. Wow. So if you have, you know, a nice list, let's say of, Mm -hmm. you know, of, of some likely prospects, you can do, you know, you can write a nice letter and you can, you know, just put it in a nice envelope with a first class stamp. I mean, nothing, nothing says you have to, you know, do full color printing, thousands of pieces and all sorts of, all sorts of things. So you can really play around with kind of your, your approach and do some, do some really neat things. So. Oh, so great. <laughs> you were talking about the drip campaign and yes. people, you know, mailing and then emailing what if they are getting names from the post office let's say and they don't have the emails how do they actually do a drip campaign with that would they be sending mail like and how often would they be sending it so so couple things. So, so if they're doing a drip campaign, mm-hmm. um, and there are email drip campaigns and there are direct mail drip campaigns. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes people don't have one or the other, like maybe have the email list, but they don't have the mailing list or have the mailing list and they don't have the email list. Right. Um, in that case, um, you may need to try to get either on either side, get them to provide that information. You may not be able to really come up with that. Um, sometimes the data companies can run a profile on your list and fill in information that you don't have. It's a really, really neat thing. Wow. So um, there are list companies like data, list, get a list. You can just do like Google searches for, you know, mailing list, uh, you know, get, there are different companies that will, lots of them that will do this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you can, you can either give them your list and they can run a profile on it and they can fill in some information that you don't have and make sure the list is, because you, you always want to run what's called list hygiene. Yeah. And make sure that your list stays current. Yeah. Um, there are millions and millions of moves every year. And so people don't file their, their moves. And one of the things that you don't want to do um, is to send mail, spend money on mail that never gets to where it's supposed mm-hmm. to go. Um, you know, so the, the, the difference would be, I was talking about that uh, every door direct mail program. That's a little different because you have no mailing list. You're just picking right. a location and they're getting everybody. Got so that's it. a little different. But if you have a physical list, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that um, that your printer, or uh, depending on if you use a printer or a mailing house or whatever, you want to have some hygiene done on your list so that you make sure that all your addresses are good. Uh-huh. Um, they're worth nothing if they're not <laughs> current uh-huh. addresses. You know, and so um, if you have email addresses, what you might want to do is, and you don't have the, the mail is 
that's where uh, the data company might be able to give you, they might be able to run a profile, but if you want to do it in kind of a homegrown way, mm-hmm. um, I would reach out through email and say, you know, we're working on a great offer. We want to send you some things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, download, you know, give us your, your mailing address and we'll, you can download this free tips sheet on, mm-hmm. you know, animal care or so, something fun that people would really like, you know, mm-hmm. there's got to be a little bit of a motivator or something mm-hmm. or, or, you know, give, provide your mailing address for, you know, 30% off your next order mm-hmm. or for something. Yeah. Um, you know, to try to come very juicy, I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, to try to coax them to, to give you that that information. Uh-huh. Um, if you have just their uh, just their physical mail, then what you might want to do is is put something. Um, it's called like you can use uh, different techniques, like a Johnson box. It's like a you know a, a kind of a box graphic on the top of a of a letter that says you know. Well, you know, get our great tips every month, you know, join our email list type of a thing and try to get drive people to a microsite or something to give you their emails. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to use both interchangeably. It's always great to have them both. Right. Uh, and mail and email work really well together. Um, I never advocate for just using one over the other as a marketing strategy. I mean, it's great. You want to get as much information in your list as you can. So, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes we just have what we have and we're, and we're building. And so I think as long as, as the focus is to build that list and to fill in that information, then, you know, just make that an effort. It doesn't mean you can't do anything. It just means, okay, look at what you have. Yeah. See where you can fill in the gaps, either through a data company or, or um, you know, trying to figure out how to how to generate that data from from your the people whose emails or mail uh, addresses that you have, mm-hmm. um, and then and then go from there. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a you know, if you're doing it kind of grassroots, it's a little bit of a you know process of trying to fill in the blanks. Um, but there's a lot of technology to help you um, from a kind of the, the, the data companies and things can do some amazing things and can get pretty granular in their profiling, by the way. Yeah. Um, so they can do what's called psychographic profiling. Mm-hmm. And that is basically um, psychology plus demographics. Mm-hmm. So they can get demographic information. You could say, all right, I need a list of, you know, um, people in their you know households where the you know, the heads of the households are, you know, between their 30s and 50s and are, you know, pet owners and in this income range. Mm-hmm. And they can find you based on whatever those, you know, parameters are. Um, they can find, and you can tell them what area or, or whatever mm-hmm. um, to look at. And they can get you these. So you, so you can get pretty granular with what you're, you know, who you're trying to target. So, you know, the goal really um, if you're sending mail that is addressed mail, not every door direct mail with no address, if you're sending addressed mail, your goal should be to get the most targeted list possible. Yes. Because all you're doing is wasting money otherwise. If you don't really know who you're, you know, you're sending to, um, it's amazing how much that, you know, 20 or 30 cents a piece adds up. Yeah. All of a sudden you're just wasting a, a tremendous amount of money on people who will, you know, we don't have, oh, people who don't even have pets are getting them. You know, people who, it's kind of, you have to definitely focus on a more targeted um, audience if you're sending mail that's addressed, so. 
Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, you could do postcards or you could do mailings and envelopes mailings and envelopes is obviously going to be more expensive because of the postage and it's higher rate so but do you think the mail and the envelopes is it sounds like it's more likely to be opened yeah especially if it's handwritten so yeah yeah so you know if you have a good list that you feel good about um and you and you have a strong um, you know, message and you know what you're, what you're trying to do. And I, and I have actually for, for everybody a list of um, components of successful mail. So I'm definitely going to want to share that kind of things you need to include mm-hmm. um, because it's not just like sending a letter. There's actually some components to successful mail that are pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just want to want to make sure that everything's in alignment, your audience, your offer, mm-hmm. um, and then everything else, how it looks and, and whatever. And then, yeah, you know, if, if you, if you put in that effort to, to make something look nice and even think about, it sounds silly, but something like your postage, you know, if, if you're doing a first class mailer, let's say and you're using first class stamps or something, gosh, you know, it's, it's the, you know, it's pet, pet industry. Why not pick a, a pet relate focused stamp, you know, or, or a limited edition stamp that, you know, doesn't cost you anymore, but it's, it's visually interesting. Yeah. People look yeah. at that. It's just, it's funny how, our minds, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of subliminal, but we go, well, this looks, somebody took the time, this looks important. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're opening that first because, oh, it's hand addressed and it's got, mm-hmm. you know, it's got this really cute stamp on it. And I'm just, I'm curious, what is this? You know, maybe it's a colored envelope, maybe, you know, even if it isn't a hand address, maybe it's a colored envelope in a nice color and it's got this interesting stamp or, you know, so, something about it that, that is eye-catching. It makes people say, okay, this is, this is new to me, you know? So there's a lot of neat things that, that you can do with that. 
how much will people expect to spend on a good mailing? They've found a great list. They've had to pay for that. They're paying for all the materials and stamps. How many people perhaps are they sending it to and what is the cost for that? Just to give them a rough estimate. Oh, this one's a little bit of a tough question. And without getting too deep in the weeds, I'll explain why. There's, there's, okay. there's several um, classes of mail. Yeah. There are several, and also the quantity of the mail that you produce as the quantity goes up, the price per piece goes down dramatically. Mm -hmm. So if you're sending, you know, a really short run, let's say, of, of a, a mail piece, so it's going to cost you a lot more to produce that piece and more per piece. And you might say, okay, I don't qualify, for example, for the 200 piece cutoff for, you know, the, the, the better rate, you know, for, mm -hmm. um, uh, like a first-class pre-sort for USPS, and so I've got to pay full rate first-class mail. Um, there, there's kind of there's there's kind of quantity cutoffs for USPS that help you qualify for better rates. Um, your list, the way that your list is prepared, um, USPS has um, these different processes to run your address list through, and if your address is standardized. Um, then you get better, you qualify for better rates. If you, okay. if you just kind of type in all the addresses and they're written whatever way for, uh, to, just to give you a kind of an example, um, USPS doesn't use punctuation in their addresses. So if you have street, ST, or street spelled out, that's not their standardized process. Oh, wow. It's ST, no period. Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole process of standardization that, mm -hmm. um, that, that the, the addresses go through. And then there's also a national change of address database that, that lists get run through. And so if your list has been through all of that, then you can qualify for standard mail. There's kind of a whole thing. Um, so I would say, um, what I can tell you is, I think on every door direct mail, I think the minimum uh, postage on this one is 11 cents a piece. Mm -hmm. And then your production is on top of that. Um, you know, if you're doing a run of postcards, you could be in a few hundreds of dollars. You know, if you go to like a nice, you know, like a Minuteman Press or something like that, or a small um, kind of quicker print type of a place um, or a smaller commercial printer, you could be in the hundreds on that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you can, you can get out of it for, you know, and I'm talking about a run of, you know, probably... 500, 600, 800 pieces, maybe a thousand, yeah. um, you know, and, and again, it kind of depends on if you're using special paper and if you're using yeah. any, you know, special print finishes. But I can also say that mail can get, you know, if you're doing something highly targeted and specialized, you could be in, you know, even $10, $20 a piece, but that's because you're maybe sending one of those video mailers or, you know, something really, really targeted to a high value client. Yeah. So, you know, your, your, your cost that you're going to spend goes up as the, your relationship with your customer um, gets closer. So if this makes sense, like you want to have kind of an array of um, marketing materials. So you've always got your prospects and those are the people that you want to do business with, but they haven't raised their hand yet. So you're not going to spend a ton of money on them. You're going to just start the relationship. And this is a mistake I see all the time. People will get a prospect list and they'll say, you know, okay, then I'm going to send them my best brochure. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my best effort over to them. And we talked about this earlier, right, about how you would never buy something on the first time you received you know, it's be very unusual to the first time you've ever seen a company, you know, it shows up in your mailbox and you're like, well, I'm buying today. Yeah. And people 
them their best stuff because they think, well, I'm just going to wow these people and just, and I'm going to cut a bunch of steps basically. Yeah. And that's the translation, right? Is I want to cut a bunch of steps and fast forward to the relationship part, you know, let's get a sale. And, and that's not how it works, right? It's a relationship. And I like to use a dating analogy, right? Mm-hmm. If you were going on a blind date, you wouldn't take that blind date to the nicest restaurant in the city on the first date. You don't even know if you like each other yet. So you wouldn't spend that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Now you're not going to go to, you know, you're not going to probably go to fast food or something, but you'll go to some, you, you'll send something, you'll go somewhere respectable and nice. Uh, and so that's my, my, my advice is to send something nice and, you know, well done. And, you know, you start the relationship. And then as you get further down the road, let's say you've got your loyal customers that are buying stuff from you, you know, religiously. Okay. They maybe get your catalog and maybe they get a special, um, it's called surprise and delight. It's kind of a psychology thing. You surprise them with something once in a while. You know, we got you something fun. Here you go. Thanks for being awesome. You know, there are some really valuable things you can do in, you know, building relationships with customers and doing just small things that, you know, tell, you know, make people feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there's some, there's some neat stuff um, you can do there. And with regard to how often um, you should be sending mail, it's basically, it's basically every four to six weeks. You know, if you can't do that, then you want to kind of supplement. You maybe do like any new, you do either these newsletter and then maybe, you know, every eight weeks you send a piece of mail. You, you just want to make sure that you're sending something tangible, um, you know, fairly frequently. Because if yeah. you just kind of disappear, then you give all of your customers and prospects lots of opportunities to get scooped up by other companies who say, well, I'm going to send them something. You know, you need to remember that, you know, anybody can send a piece of mail. So, you know, nothing's stopping your, your competitors from, from sending something. So this is so helpful. (laughs) So we're going to have to end in just a minute here, but any final tips or anything else that you feel like pet business owners really need to know? Let's see. Um, so I have, I have a couple of things I want to, um, recommend an article to everyone. It's from Target Marketing Magazine. Mm-hmm. And, it, and they can just do a Google search for this. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the formula for writing a perfect sales letter. Ah. And this is, it's all about this, what a sales letter or a marketing letter that you would send in an envelope would need to in, be, what you have to include in it for it to really be a powerful sales letter. Because there's a difference. People tend to, oh, I'm going to send a letter. They put it on their business stationery and type it out like a formal business letter. And that's not a sales letter. That's a business letter. Right. So there's a, there's a, it's a, it's a different beast. So easiest thing to do is look, look for that. That's a really good one. And then for, um, for the viewers who are um, going to be sending, like, let's say a, a postcard or something, I just wanted to run through my 10 key components of mail. So one is color and imagery. We talked about this. You need to get people's attention. Okay, second is um, think about your paper. Choose, choose sturdy over flimsy. It makes a subliminal impression on people of quality, okay? Three, strong, legible headline. I've seen so many times companies just take their marketing brochure and put a stamp on it. Yeah. That is not direct mail. It has to have a purpose. So you've got to have a headline. Four is light body copy. Stop throwing every possible thing that you do into one brochure and expect people to read eight-point type for 2,000 words. They're not going to do it. You wouldn't do it. Think about that. Five is a compelling offer. If you don't have an offer, 
then you give no people no real reason to reach out to you. They maybe know you're there, but you're not going to know how your campaign did if you don't give them an offer. Mm-hmm. Six is clear benefits. Like, why is this? What's in it for me, basically? Okay, so think about the benefits and, and talk about the, the benefits rather than the kind of um, the features. Okay, benefits over features. Okay, seven is guarantee your testimonial. People love testimonials. Don't put eight testimonials. Pick one testimonial and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, a call to action and repeat it. Tell people what it what the offer is and repeat it in one or two, you know at least two places on the on the postcard and on both sides. People mm-hmm. put these tiny little things and they think people and then people miss it. Put yeah. a call to action and repeat it. Um, sense of urgency. You have, it has to expire. You have to have a sense of urgency. And don't give people three months to respond. Right. Because then they'll set it aside and they'll forget about it. So make them, you know, have a sense of urgency. And, and then also then, you also then, with a sense of urgency, you know when the whole thing is over and how it worked. If there's no end to it, you can't evaluate your campaign and get better at this. Mm-hmm. And um, lastly, you need space, obviously, for your address, your barcode, your mailing requirements. And you can always work. It's over, USPS requirements are overwhelming. Work with your printer. Um, whoever it is that you're working with will help you with that. Don't feel like, and there are also, I have an online Linda course on um, direct mail uh, print production essentials, and I'll show you exactly how to do it. Um, you know, that's an easy thing too as well. So wonderful. And just to clarify USPS for yes, I'm sorry, US Postal Service. Service. And also we have a lot of international viewers too. So they might be going, Oh, excellent. Excellent. That's great. Thank you so much. Oh my God. You it's have been, a pleasure. I, I could go on and on. I just like to keep the interviews fairly, <laughs> yeah. you know, within like 30 minutes if possible, 30, 40 minutes. So I, but I want to continue. You've got a wealth of information here and it's just, it's so exciting. I feel excited. Thanks. It's great stuff. Lots of opportunities, you know, and, 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 and it's always a process. Direct marketers are constantly tweaking and changing. Yeah. Evaluating. So, yeah. you know, so play with it, everyone. Have fun. With it. And yeah. how can attendees find out more about you and your work? Where can they go? So, a couple of great places. Thanks for asking. So, I have a, I have a website called foldfactory.com. And if you're looking for creative formats for the mail that you send, that's what we sell. We sell creative. It's called Die Lines, but all sorts of different formats and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, I'm an instructor on LinkedIn's uh, learning platform, uh, mm-hmm. lynda.com. And I have three courses. One is called Direct Mail Strategy. If you want to learn a lot more about what we talked about today, I dive a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of courses in there. And you can just look up Witkowski um, on LinkedIn or look up Direct Mail and I'll show up. I have Direct Mail Strategy, Print Production Essentials, Direct Mail. And I have one unfolding um, as well. And then I, let me think, um, gosh, I have a couple of books uh, if they look up my last name. But yeah, so, so, oh, and I also have a video series, 60 Second Super Cool Fold of the Week on YouTube, youtube.com slash foldfactory. It's so fun, you guys. You got to check her out on YouTube. <laughs> She's a riot. <laughs> and it's short, quick snippets of just fun, and it's creative. You guys are going to love it. So check her oh, out. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much, Trish. I really. It's been a pleasure. It. It's been a pleasure. Happy yeah. to happy to to chat again another time. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. You too. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Trish Witkowski. I know I really enjoyed it, and I hope you got a lot 
value from listening and that you'll put what you've learned to use. You know, it's one thing to listen, but it's another thing to actually implement it in your marketing strategy. And I really want to encourage you if business is slow, which is happening for a lot of pet business owners in this specific moment in time, then this could be a good way to jumpstart your business to get people to see you who need your service. And I just want to remind you about the link that I'm going to be including in the show notes to get your first audiobook for free with Audible. And you can do that by going to the show notes page and choosing which audiobook you want that's on Audible. And then Six Figure Pet Business is not yet on Audible, but you can get $5 off the regular price of that audiobook when you pre-order it, and I will be including a link to that. That special offer will only be good until September 22nd, 2020. Um, After that, you can just purchase it at the regular price, and you'll get it immediately upon order. And that particular book, Six Figure Pet Business, will be available on Audible in November 2020. I want to wish you a beautiful day. Take good care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. One more thing, if you're not a part of the Prosperous Pet Business Facebook community, I really want to encourage you to get your butt over there and come on down and join the conversation. There are over 2,000 well over 2,000 pet business owners from around the world in that Facebook group. And I'd love to have you in there too. So I will include a link to that Facebook group in the show notes as well. And if we're not connected on Instagram, I would love to connect with you. I am Pet Biz Coach, P-T-B-I-Z Coach, Pet Biz Coach, all one word on Instagram. Have a beautiful day. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.